For GateWorld.net, I'm David Reed, and I'm on the phone with Mr. Christopher Heyerdahl, who has played, uh, I think, three characters so far in the Stargate franchise. Chris, welcome. Thank you very much. It's a pleasure to talk to you. Pleasure to talk to you. Are you a fan of science fiction? Am I? A, that's always that question. The fan of science fiction. I'm. I'm a fan. I would say of fantasy. Really. And it's it's. It's something actually that my girlfriend told me the other day because sometimes I can be uh, dismissive of so many genres, and then she said, "What are you talking about? You love this stuff. <laughs> you, I, I love anything to do with the, the the boundaries or lack of boundaries of our own imagination mm-hmm. and the possibilities that are within us all, mm-hmm. and who knows what's out there." Yeah. So um, I would say I am. I am. Uh, a fan of fantasy and science fiction would definitely fall into that uh, that category. Do you think so, Stargate is at its best when it's uh, pointing a mirror back on us? Always. Yeah. Always. Or itself. Right. It's it's very good at being self-effacing. It is. And so it should be. Mm-hmm. There's, there's nothing worse than, than any kind of... Anything that travels in this genre that takes itself seriously, I think, is a big mistake. Yeah. And uh, that's one of the great things about this franchise is it, it doesn't take itself seriously. It's perpetually poking fun at itself. So right. It happens on screen. It happens uh, behind the scenes. It happens everywhere. And, uh, you know, it's notorious for a place where everyone has a lot of fun. So, How much of uh, Stargate had you seen before appearing in Season 7 of SG-1? Oh, my... Uh, I think I'd maybe seen... You know, an episode here and there. It wasn't. Uh, I'm one of these people that uh, that uh, doesn't have cable. <laughs> so I can. I can only. The only. I watch these shows on YouTube. YouTube is now my friend. <laughs> and uh, all the advertisers out there are going to hate me for it. But uh, that's. I, I, I'm thankful for for everyone who who downloads downloads these episodes on YouTube because uh, that's how I get to watch it. Mm. Even your own episodes. Oh yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. I'll be darned. Yeah, I, I watch my episodes in extremely poor resolution. <laughs> well, you, I, I'm sure, I've, I've talked with actors who, uh, who have guest starred, and if you, if you contact Bridge, I'm sure they'd be more than happy to send you a copy. I'm sure they would, but the, the, the amount of things that I, that I do over the year, if I'm chasing down every, uh, yeah. uh, every episode, and it, it's, sometimes I do it, and sometimes I just leave it for you know, a few years, and then I, I get stuff from, from, uh, from years back, and it's actually more fun to watch it. You know, it's like, reading a, it's like reading an old letter that you wrote 10 years ago. You think, who the heck is that person? I know. And so it's kind of the same thing when you're watching uh, old footage of yourself, whether it be family footage or, you know, higher uh, production values. It's, it's kind of fun to look and say, who the heck is that? Have you seen revisions? Yes, I have. Okay. That, yeah, uh, long time ago. All right. Yeah. Tell us about your original experience working as a guest star in that episode. Well, it was all new to me. I didn't know anybody at that point, and that was really the beginning of of quite an adventure because I met Amanda on that. I met Martin on that, and it turned out that we were all neighbors. Oh, really? <laughs> and so that started, uh, you know, a whole um, adventure into friendship. That um, 
that has uh, you know led on to to where we are today. So it's it's it was a great it was a great start because they're wonderful friends and wonderful people to work with. So that was a great day uh, walking in there, and um, it, it was kind of it's an it's an odd thing. And so you're walking into especially because we were on this very bizarre a lot known as um, what was it Fantasy Gardens I think it was called oh okay um, which was started by a, a, a rather odd um, premiere here in BC okay and um, and his wife and they started this Dutch Dutch garden and uh, so it was it was walking into a very surreal world out of somebody else's imagination hmm so it was it was a timeless little uh, little world, and um, and and strangely realistic. Yeah, that episode was was very a very a very gorgeous location that they chose for that. Yeah, you've done a tremendous amount of television and movie work. How does Stargate compare to the sets that uh, to other sets that you've been on in terms of their production value, the 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 emotions, the strain on the set? Mm. Or strain on set. There's a studio that's been talked of a couple of times. That it's it's where the the race hive. It's the race yes. hive. Yes. Yeah. And it's it's the most hated place by everybody. <laughs> it's a place where everyone gets stupid. Yeah. And um, so if you compare that to to Bridge, where um, SG SG One is shot and most of the rest of Atlantis is shot. The, the difference is, is made because everyone is much happier <laughs> on the pitch stage. Whereas uh, when we're in the, in the, have anything to do with the race of the hive, it's just everyone is, is thinks more slowly, is, is not in as good a mood. Uh, it's, a, it's a nasty bit of business in there. Yeah, Jason Momoa has told us that they, they come away coughing and hacking at the end of the day, like it, you're it's, catching yeah, something. Yeah, I'll tell you, and it's, it's a... And still, it's a good place to work <laughs> because it's it's this uh, you know family in the worst case scenario. It's basically the you know the rich family slumming it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a family that that has been together for so long and uh, is uh, is bonded so well and is is lived high on the hog. And then they just every time they go and shoot anything to do in that studio, they're they're back to the slums, right? And um, and everyone, it's great. I mean, it's still it's still a good time, right. in spite of the fact that it's horrific situation. <laughs> it's very unhealthy in there. So um, it, it's funny because I was going this summer. I was going back and forth a lot between Montreal and Vancouver, and doing all sorts of night flights and and uh, doing a series uh, and a, a feature in Montreal, and then this uh, series and then another series here in Vancouver, and it was just madness and one day i came in and i was just so tired and so i was having such a hard time with my lines and getting them out and thinking straight and i was like what's my name i couldn't remember my name and i was getting really frustrated and that's when i learned the whole history of this place he said okay i know that you're tired chris and that uh, everyone was saying this to me it's all right (laughs) but everyone gets stupid here just watch yeah watch and I started taking a step back from my own drama and looking around and going, oh, well, I'm, I'm probably stupider than everybody here, but they're all acting really kind of stupid. <laughs> so maybe 
maybe it, maybe it's not so bad. It's it's, it's really a, it's an amazing place. So mm. yeah, that's uh, and I think that uh, it bodes well for for uh, the energy of whenever anybody has anything to do with the race, they're they're terrified. Mm-hmm. They're terrified, truly terrified of the race and everything that they represent simply because of where they have to go to deal with them. Mm-hmm. Exactly. You have to go to that nasty place to shoot. <laughs> yeah. Atlantis was a pretty major new production going into its pilot movie four years ago. How did your casting as Hauling come about? That's a good question. How did it come about? Um, again, I was... I went in, I mean, I did this, the same, the usual song and dance. You go into, into the audition, you get called in for, you know, everyone gets called in to do their auditions, and and I was called in for, for hauling. And I'd actually wanted, instead of playing hauling, I'd wanted to play the race. Really? Yeah. I had no idea what, really, what, you know, what the race entailed. Um, but I just loved this idea of this odd vampiric kind of space mm-hmm. alien life-sucking mm-hmm. creature i thought it sounded pretty cool mm-hmm. and um but i didn't get to you know live my fantasy of being a space vampire <laughs> you had to go with the, and, the um, tribal guy hauling yeah i got to be one of the nicest guys in the in the universe <laughs> uh, instead so um well, that was fun it's fun because so many people uh, you know, ask me about the fact, Heyerdahl, do you ever play good guys? Do you ever play good guys? <laughs> so this was one of those opportunities that I could say, oh, yes, I get to play nice people. Look at this guy. Right. Um, and uh, so, yeah, I, I walked in, did the, did the song and dance, and, and they decided I was the guy for the, for the part, and, uh, and away we went. Now, Hauling appeared in several episodes early in Atlantis' first season until the Athosians were relocated out of Atlantis to the mainland. Did you expect this abrupt end to the character? Well, the abrupt end, in all honesty, came out of the fact that I was una- unavailable to shoot. Oh, really? And I was doing uh, a number of other things away from, from B.C., and I wasn't able to come back and, uh, and step into that, uh, into that character. And so they created uh, another Athosian that uh, basically um, filled those shoes um, and, and then just shied away from, from them altogether. So, okay. Um, however, who knows? We may see the Athosians again. All right. <laughs> we may see them again. So um, you never know. Uh, it, it has so much to do with, with availability and, and, uh, and not always a, uh, um, you know, art imitates life. And mm-hmm. So you never know. Mm-hmm. But um, did I have any idea? No, I had no idea. Okay. It, just, uh, it just happened. And I actually found out that, uh, that I wasn't available long after, apparently, I wasn't available. So it wasn't even one of those things that I could... Uh, Try and sneak off in the middle in the middle of the night to to Vancouver. Reason uh, a few hours on set. It okay. just uh, it just never happened. So. Well, one of the big arcs this year um, has been dealing with uh, the Athosians, and th- I'm, the tale has been saying that they're still alive. We just don't know where they are. So hopefully, uh, hopefully you'll pop back in there at some point. When... Yeah, I just raised my eyebrows. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the great thing about. It. 
it's been so long since I've done any radio gigs, but it's always kind of fun to do things that you know, nobody can see. So right. Vocalize what I'm doing with my face here as we go along. <laughs> raise my eyebrows. Now, um, Shepherd's uh, Shepherd's Shepherd's Wraith. Uh, is his Shepherd's Wraith? Shepherd's Wraith. What, what is he, a dog? No, no, is his name Todd? Is that what they're calling him? You know, these human beings, they need, you know, names. <laughs> they have no idea what what our names truly are, and we'll, we'll never tell them. <laughs> you know, Shepard, uh, I, I, the, the character, actually, what we call him, actually, in the, in the makeup trailer, is uh, Ace. Ace? Ace. And it's something that I've mentioned once once before in, a, in another interview. He's, the character is an homage to a space rock and roller. <laughs> and the space rock and roller, uh, there was a, a band, it's uh, not terribly well-known band, it doesn't have a lot of fans, called Kiss. Yes. And, um, and in the, the lead guitarist... His name is Ace Frehley, oh, and he's well, and he's the he's the space he's the space guy, right? He's the the rock and roll space guy. That's that's his whole entity in the band, and he loves Stargate Atlantis and and is a apparently a, a big fan of of the race. Oh, and so this character was an homage to, to Ace, and that that you know the, the race have crazy tattoos. And, <laughs> And this this guy has got Ace Freely tattoo. Oh, really? And so he's he's known in the inner sanctum as Ace Wraith. <laughs> okay. So what? They can call him whatever they want, but uh, you know we know what he's what his real name. His is. real name. Yeah. What is it that you think makes the Wraith tick as a species, and what about Ace as an individual? <laughs> Well, I think I think Ace is definitely um, his drum is going to a, a much more complicated beat. Yeah, um, he's a he's a lot of fun because you know when we originally meet him, he's he's been sitting in a cell for an awfully long time. Yeah, with uh, in a hell of a lot of pain and has given up hope. And the 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 most distasteful thing I think for him was the fact that he was given hope by food little creature that yeah he doesn't necessarily have a whole like lot of respect for yeah and so in I think in his in his meditation that he has been dealing with and and living with for the for the last number of years he's uh, you know he's He's created a, a, an ability to give up on life. Yeah. And there's, you know, the, the, the law of the samurai, that once you're able to accept death freely, then it, uh, it creates a certain, a certain freedom. Hmm. And so the, he's, he's, given, he's given hope by this guy, and there's a bond that is formed between this race and Shepard, that's not necessarily the same bond between Shepard and the race. Really? Well, think about it. He's Shepard is a guy who never gives up. Yeah. He always thinks his friends are going to come and get him. 
he always thinks he's going to be saved. He always thinks he's going to get out. If not by somebody else, he's going to get out on his own. Yeah. He never, he never gives up. Here's a guy who has given up. Yeah. He's completely given up. And yet, he's given this gift of life, hope, uh, brotherhood, through the strangest venue, and that's Shepherd. Yeah. So his connection to Shepherd is much, um, much more, uh, at least from my point of view, right? Right. Uh, much more profound than the other way around, because uh-huh. Shepherd has has given him a key out of years of his life. Right. Whereas, you know, for Shepherd, it's it's a it's one more adventure. <laughs> And uh, one more life-saving uh, sort of detrimental uh, that turns into being a, a, a rather positive ending, as as, as is his way. Right. Um, so it's it's a, a, a much more uh, complex uh, uh, relationship, and at the same time, the reality is is that the relationship can only go so far. Right. Yeah. As left alone in a room. A closed room long enough <laughs> he will eat him he'll take him and it's it's just the way it is it's it is his nature um so it creates a, a, a fascinating uh a fascinating relationship that being said um you the amount of trust that's needed to to deal on both sides is is enormous the amount of trust that that a human being would have to have in him is so much more mm-hmm. than the other way around. Mm-hmm. Simply because you never know. Right. You can be friends with a shark, <laughs> but ultimately you'd never know. Well, you what, know, what it's not it's not their fault that we are their food supply. They have no choice but to eat us to survive. And I and I've talked long and hard with Andy Frizzell about this. She believes the Wraith are not evil. What is your take on this? <laughs> well, um, you know, evil is a is a is a is a point of view. Yeah. And I think that that evil comes out of comes out of choice. And if you have a choice to do one thing that is um, cruel, hurtful. Um, sadistic and you choose not to do it well there's there's the option that we all have right right and varying de- degrees in our lives whereas you're dealing with take the you know what we deal with every day our own human species mm-hmm. and we look at what we do in the world we make all sorts of choices we do so-called good things and so-called bad things um, but as far as the, the race or that race being evil simply because they feed on human beings, it's like saying a wolf is evil because it eats a sheep. Mm-hmm. It's, it's in its nature. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a wonderful story of the, what is it, the scorpion and the, the frog, and they become friends. And the, the, there, there's a scorpion on one side of a river, and yeah. the frog is there, and the, it, it convinces the frog to take it across the river. Yeah. In the middle of the river, it starts to sting the, the frog, and the frog looks up just before he goes under the water and says, why did you do that? And he just looks down and says, 
it's my nature. I can't help what I am. Uh, exactly. Yeah. So there are certain things that that, uh, that the race cannot change. It's just simply that's what they are. They feed on human beings. So given that, then with you know what each individual, uh, if there can be an individual within the race, we're not always sure, but it certainly seems that uh, the, the race, the, the, the common ground race or ace race, mm-hmm. um, has somehow been either altered by his uh, experience, certainly been um, influenced by his experience in captivity. Mm-hmm. Um, but we know of, of him is that he was a very powerful and influential race before he was captured that now there is he has, has lost his his uh, his place yeah. in that society yeah and is now looking to you know he just looks at the whole community so differently and it is all about survival going from from a, a mindset where he had given up on survival certainly survival outside of that cage yeah into so much bigger his picture and his his world vision is our universe vision is so much bigger, mm-hmm. and he will do anything to reach that that end. So, you think he's at some point working towards getting back to power, or do you think that's it's just not those no longer his priorities? Oh, I think it's definitely a priority. Okay, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. He's, I don't think he wants to put himself into into a position. Um, though I think he, it's amazing thing about him is that he's able to take and willing to take enormous chances yeah he's willing to risk it all to win it all yeah and it makes him very dangerous he's, in, he's very smart he's you know he plays with with uh hewlett on a regular basis <laughs> yeah and holds out and gives and takes and plays dumb and just gives everything he can just to get what he needs right and no more yeah he hasn't done us exactly many favors you know it's it's all will this be ultimately good for me in the end absolutely yeah absolutely and they're following they're following the same path yeah it's pretty typical of survival the same game they're only giving as much as they have to so we're dealing with extremely good negotiators and um it's 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 an interesting it's an interesting play. So, you know, he's uh, he's got the 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 ass kicking ability of of Ronan. Yeah. He's got the the smarts of 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 McKay. He's got the the now the the desire to uh, and belief of continuing on from Shepard. He's got the good looks of Taylor. <laughs> Why are you laughing? Because it's true. <laughs> uh, that's good. I'm, glad, I'm, glad, I'm glad you think so. I don't know if everyone would agree with you on that, David, but that's right. <laughs> um, uh, he's, he's a fun character. It's, it's a character that's, that uh, the writers have, have, have embraced and, and have, uh, have taken, uh, taken down some, some very enjoyable roads. And there's a, there's a lovely little, little thing that's going on between that was unexpected, certainly for me, with um, Momoa. Yes. Um, it, it, you know, he's always, he has this 
such a major hate on for anything that smells like race. Yeah. And and Jason plays it to the end. Oh, I know. That um, the first time that I that I met him, I mean, he was he was just so. He just itch. Can I can I point the gun at his? Can I shoot? Can I hit him with the? Can I can I punch? Can I bite him? Can I? Can, just, <laughs> he's, just, he's just like this seething beast, just wanting to do anything possibly intrusive. For yeah. this. It, it's very funny. So it was great fun to, to play off. Yeah. And it it was the birth of of the of this relationship that's growing between them. Yeah. And it's it's deliciously playful. Because every little chance that that race gets, he just pokes them. Yeah, Ronan's his origins are are. I mean, they they go anywhere the wraith go. If there's a chance for him to hurt them, he's there. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, revenge is sweet, isn't it? <laughs> he's a bitter man. Is there any uh, potential for Ace to return in more of season five? You think? Oh, there's always a, you know, this is science fiction, there's always yeah. a possibility. I, 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 to be honest, I have no idea. Yeah. Um, and um, we'll see, you know, it's, the, it's always the same thing every year, especially with a character that's a recurring character. There's no, uh, there's no contractual obligation. Mm-hmm. So I don't get a call from my agent saying, okay, they're calling and they're wanting to renew your contract. It doesn't right. work like, that, um, like the regular... Uh, the stars of the show so there's no way to know uh, I'll just get a call um, maybe a, a week before shooting and say oh there's a, a script in and you've you've got a, a couple of lines to learn so come on in and, and get ready to to dip your head in the glue factory <laughs> so yeah we never know but uh, I certainly hope so it's a wonderful character and I'd, I'd, I'd love the character to, to keep going and, and growing and uh, cause more trouble and and uh, pose more questions and mm-hmm. stir up the hornet's nest and, mm-hmm. and see what happens. You know, he's kind of like the he's kind of like the guy that comes over to your house if you have kids and winds them up and and just runs out the door at, at nine o'clock and leaves you with the, the screaming, laughing <laughs> mess. Exactly. There is so, a, a rumor going around that you were in The Last Man. Can you confirm or deny that? Can I confirm or deny it? Yes. Maybe. Okay. Okay. That's a big episode. I, 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 I can. I can. I, sure, I was in the last bad. I don't think there's any. Uh, there's, uh, there's no need to uh, to say that I was was or wasn't. I don't think it's so. Sure, I was okay. in the last man. Okay. Good. What I was. What I was playing in the last man. Who knows? Oh, okay. What <laughs> What did you think of that script as a season finale? You've You've been in other season finales for Atlantis. Right. It's a. Uh, it, it's It's a fun script because it's. It's it's uh, it's the unknown. Mm-hmm. It's it's a very uh, it just it leaves so many wonderful question marks. Yeah. Um. So it was. Uh, I, I was very happy that that I was going to be a part of that. Cool. Because it's a it's it's a sweet little bit that uh, that myself and and one other character get to do. Sweet. All yeah. right. Good so, deal. I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing it actually. All right, on YouTube. <laughs> well, on YouTube, exactly. I've seen a little bit on uh, in uh, when I went in to do the ADR. Oh, okay. And uh, it looks great. Yeah, there was a lot of ADR for this with the sand everywhere. Oh, yeah. All right. Well, there's 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 tons of ADR, for, and there's just oh, there's always ADR for this character anyway. Oh, really? Okay. 
also um, it's uh, there's so many things going on, fans and other machines and engine noises that yeah. There's always a little something to do. Yeah. Visually, I think this show is going to be very different. They should pull out all the stops for it. Absolutely. All right. So you're yeah. sa- you're saying that um, that a lot of a lot of what began in revisions kind of culminated into certain parts of what ultimately became Sanctuary. Um, on a personal note, yeah, that connection that was the first um, well, personal and and professional. That's. That's what started the relationships that, of course, led to, you know, there's so many things about this business. There are the people that you meet and people that you get along with. Yeah. You respect people that you want to work with, that you want to play with. And because you spend an awful lot of time with these people and you want to be with people that that you respect and that you get along with. So the fact that it, it happened to work out, that's where it started. So... You know, through a long series of events, we end up with with uh, with Sanctuary and um, a rather um, odd call from from Martin saying, uh, "Oh, we're doing a reading. Uh, can you be here in an hour?" Oh, jeez. <laughs> and uh, and so, I mean, he was complaining about James Bamford's bad reading ability. <laughs> awful actor he was and you know please at least you're slightly better than James Bamford would you come over and get his hand <laughs> and um, so I came you know rushing in at about uh, it was about a half an hour late to this to this reading and uh, read a bunch of different characters and and uh, got my hands on on Druid yeah on John and you know I was immediately jealous of whoever this horrible and hateful actor was that was going to get to play this role it was such a such a fantastic juicy juicy bit of character and um to my great surprise and uh and uh, elation the at the end of the of the reading um i was offered the role oh cool so it was yeah pretty pretty sweet and and unexpected Wow. So, yeah, I guess uh, I guess they liked the uh, the sweat on my brow and the, the hopping and puffing <laughs> and the, the late arrival. And I don't know it all worked in my favor. I guess they. I mean, you got this call an hour and a half before you showed up. The life of an actor is just. Yeah. You never know what's coming down the pike. No. <laughs> I'm gonna hit you in the in the head like a ton of hammers. You know, like oh yeah yeah. Well, yeah. Pretty sweet hammers. <laughs> That's right. I just gobbled them down. It was, uh, yeah, it was, an, it was a, it's a sweet bit. That's the thing with so often in this business, you, you, you really don't know what's happening. People will say, what are, you, what are you doing next? Well, I have no idea what I'm doing next. And then three hours later, you know, you say, oh, well, I'm doing a, a new series on the Internet. And, it's a, you know, it's going to be a Guinness, Guinness Book uh, highest budget Mm-hmm. Internet ever produced? You know, who's to, who's to know what's mm-hmm. happening? You know, that's just a few hours later, right? right. So it's 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 an exciting business that way, and um, and also to be able to do it with 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 everyone that I've that I've mentioned, plus you know Kindler and uh, and getting to to meet uh, Robin Dunn and right. Emilio Lurup and you know it's just it's it's a lot of fun. They're they're very. Uh, very eager and, and and 
playful, egoless. Well, they've got good, strong egos, but not an obnoxious way. Right. right. And you know, every one of these people are, are just very strong, thoughtful, interesting, playful people. Are there any more episodes in the works yet? Oh, that's the million dollar question, or that's the two million dollar question, or forty million dollar question. (laughs) We're uh, right now. I'm hoping that any day now we'll we'll get the word. Okay, good. Um, but uh, I have no idea. I don't call, and and I just uh, sit back and let them do what they need to do in order to uh, to make it fly. Yeah. And uh, get ready to go when they call. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, the, the hope is that any day now we're going to get the green light and go ahead in the next couple of months and start shooting. Right. Well, I know that the first eight episodes were, like, shot on everyone's free time and just for the love of the project. But now that the, the project is starting to make some money, this, this the next few weeks and months are going to really tell whether or not it's going to be able to float. Um, whether it's going to be able to float, well, I, I guess it's going to take a little bit longer than that. Um, we'll once we get the once we get the money, it's going to go into production, and then we'll see whether or not people are going to watch. Right. It'll probably take until who knows, uh, maybe next fall. I'm not sure actually when they're planning on on actually airing it, okay. uh, putting it onto the the internet, and then onto whatever. Um, channel decides to whatever network decides exactly. to step up the plate and and, uh, and take hold yeah right and be the lucky one um, so we'll see it really all depends when we start and then we'll see what happens then but yeah for sure I think it's it's one of those exciting terrifying things for everyone involved because uh, there's a lot of blood sweat and tears that's already been put into it and um, wh- if it I mean if it doesn't fly I would be shocked yeah, I just don't. I don't see it happening. I think probably now, it's just a lot of positioning on everyone's sides to, to, um, you know, to try and get the uh, the best thing for everyone. Exactly. Yeah, a so, lot of strategy. Yeah, which is which is the name of the game. You want to you want to make sure that everyone's feet are well planted before before going ahead. Right, and no one's really done this before, so you really are paving the way to something brand new. Absolutely, it's been done. Uh, to lesser degrees or less ambitious, as far as uh, as all the uh, you know the elements of of green screen and, and right, um, all the visuals are such a uh, especially in, in this kind of format or something that's certainly never been done before to this level, um, and it's and everyone's it, it's truly paving the way because everyone is is now getting on the boat. All the big players are wanting to have their own piece. And right now, because of the, you know, the actor, the, uh, uh, the strike. writer's strike, and yeah. possibly, who knows, everyone's talking about the actors may go on strike as well. And, and because the, the idea is that it's all based around basically what we're doing. Right. Uh, it all has to do with, with the Internet and what the Internet um, truly, where it begins, where it ends, where it's, how it contributes to television, I'm doing those little quotation marks. <laughs> television, I'm yeah. I'm doing television. <laughs> because the broadcasters are holding on to this idea of television in its... It, how it exists now as opposed to who knows what it's going to become. Yeah. 
we all think we know. We all think that, you know, the advent of Apple TV and all the rest of the, the next progression of, of how it's going to be delivered to your, to your screen, whatever screen that may be. Mm-hmm. Um, and so who, who knows what the format is going to be. So that, I think, you know, terrifies the people that are, that are doing all the uh, distribution. Right. And so how, how that's going to, to unfold, we'll, we'll see in the next... Who knows the next few months, the next year? Who knows? Yeah. But um, so it's definitely the, um, and certainly when we're getting into, to uh, negotiating with, uh, with broadcasters, it's a it's a big deal because where does it begin and where does it end? Right. Is it an internet show? Is it a, a television show? Is it going to be both? Is it going to be more than that? So there's so many ideas, and and the people at at stage three are, there are no holds barred. They're mm-hmm. going for it and going for every every avenue that they can mm-hmm. um, and taking it I think where some shows have dabbled with some movies have dabbled with and and certainly started the, the footprints laid a number of paths but um, they're really wanting to take it into everywhere mm-hmm. everything every possibility so that if you're if you're watching uh, the television maybe you're wanting to there's you know a comic book coming out there's talk of a game. There's talk of of, of the, the television show, and each aspect may have slightly different information, different paths to walk down. Who knows what it's going to be? There's so many so many options. Can we expect you at any conventions in the future? Um, who knows what'll what'll happen in the future? I I, I can't say. Um, conventions, from my understanding, are things that you're invited to. Okay. And uh, I've yet to receive an invitation, so. Well, we're just going to have to change that. Well, <laughs> that's the only way that it'll happen. <laughs> it's so rude of me just to show up. Nah, nah, nah. I, I've known people. They, they they get so excited when when you're not expected and they see you anyway. So, <laughs> especially someone that w- with with your character history, it'd be very interesting oh, to see. Thank you. That's very kind of you. Wormhole disengaged.